the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday, Friday, Friday. Friday couldn't come fast enough this week. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, just a just a crazy week. Crazy week. Uh, Russian hacking into a pipeline, driving uh, gas prices through the ceiling on the East Coast. Um, the uh, war in the Middle East is back. It's back and better than ever. Thanks to Joe Biden being the president. Yeah, it's pretty peaceful for a while because, uh, you know, Hamas knew they, they'd get their butts kicked by uh, Donald Trump. But that has changed. And uh, we're going to get to that very shortly on the show with the gas shortage and also the new mask requirements or lack of requirements. Which is absurd. Honestly, guys, if you look at the um, the mask edicts that we've had to deal with for the last year, they have been contradictory and stupid. And I've had busybodies yell at me at grocery stores, and I've given them what for. Thank you very much. Um, and I, it's just honestly, we're masked out, we're COVIDed out, and uh, nonsense. And yesterday, on the same day, the CDC says you don't need a mask anymore if you're vaccinated and schools can reopen. They said it on the same day. You tell me this has not been a political virus. This has been a political virus from the get-go. I've said it since last March. It's a political virus being played up. For political reasons, 2020 happened because it was 2020 and only because it was 2020. There you go. So the CDC has said that people who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 no longer need to wear masks or physically distance, whether indoors or outdoors in most circumstances. This is from uh, Dr. Rochelle Walensky. Here's the uh, president. I, he was a little lucid yesterday for a few minutes making the big mask announcement. If you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Let me repeat. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Why do you need to repeat? I, I never understood why he says, let me repeat when he wants to make it. Re, let's hear it again. Therefore, if you've been fully vaccinated, yes. you no longer need to wear a mask. Yeah. Let me repeat. If you are fully. Okay, I've heard, 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 heard. You know, the more this guy pushes me on vaccines and uh, pushes the American people on vaccines, I think the more people are just saying, you know, no, I don't think so. Uh, no, buddy. Uh -uh, no. And there's just a lot of foolishness with regard to that. Uh, Bill de Blasio, I'll share very shortly. He uh, ate Shake Shack in the most disgusting way yesterday and, and promised burgers and fries if you allow us uh, to be vaccinated, to get a vaccine. So to me, it is like, uh, really, why are you pushing this vaccine so hard? Why are you pushing this vaccine so hard? I just, I think it's all questionable. I mean, if you want to get a vaccine, go for it, man. I, you know, my wife got one. My son got one. My daughter is not. And I'll just be honest, I haven't either. So here's the president. And when I hear him talk like this, it makes me go, no. Because I don't, I don't like to be told what to do. I don't like to be infantilized by the free cheeseburger. You get a free cheeseburger. You give you a good boy. You could be good boy. You give good cheeseburger if you get a shot. Here's Joe Biden. The places nearest you, you can go and get vaccinated now. And many places don't require an appointment. It's free. Just walk in. Get the shot. Anyone 12 years or above in age is eligible. And for now, after a year of hard work and so much sacrifice. And you've lied about the vaccine in the first place. 
You said it when you got into office, you said the vaccine that was not around and you got a shot before you were even sworn in. So we can't trust you. We can't trust you. I, I do not trust this man, not one little bit, and I don't trust Anthony Fauci. The rule is very simple. Get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. So I'm going to go ahead and say, mm, mm, no, I'm not. Or mask. I was going to say something about what he can do with his mask. Get vaccinated. Yeah. If you're vaccinated, you can be around the vaccinated or unvaccinated people. This is where it gets real confusing. But if you're not vaccinated or not fully vaccinated, you should wear a mask for your own protection and the protection of other unvaccinated people. The choice is yours. Ah, uh, just, I'm sorry. I get, I'm, I'm creeped out. I'm just creeped out and I'm COVIDed out, to be quite honest. Oh, Nancy Pelosi, uh, she's a dour, unhappy, awful person. Uh, she says fully vaccinated Americans can, of course, stop wearing masks, but not in the uh, House of Representatives. The White House uh, lifted the mandate uh, requiring masks on the property, but, uh, but Nancy, being the dour, miserable person she is, will require lawmakers to wear masks on the floor because she doesn't know the vaccine status of many of the members. So if you're vaccinated, you shouldn't worry about getting COVID from somebody who is unvaccinated. So what is the point other than just being a control freak? You'll recall that she was caught maskless in a salon in September last year after the mask mandate. So there you go. The Senate does not have a mask mandate, but the House does. See where the confusion is? Do you, do you understand where maybe I'm not real trusty of the government right now? Uh, honestly, not one bit, not one branch of the government. I don't trust the FBI. I don't trust the CIA. I don't trust the, uh, the president. I don't trust Congress. I don't trust the IRS. Honestly, it's just really, it's maddening. It's absolutely maddening. Here's the president yesterday. He's doing this thing again where he's, uh, you know, going to answer a question, even though his, his handlers are saying, you better not, or you're going to get in trouble. Here he is playing with the media yesterday when he decided to answer a question, which is what Donald Trump did all the time. You guys are bad. I'm not supposed to be answering all these questions. I'm supposed to leave, but I can't resist your questions. Um, uh, I, I came away uh, encouraged. And, but I want to make it clear to you. I'm encouraged not just because of... This is about the infra infrastructure uh, sham, which is, you know, massive federal spending, the return of uh, Roosevelt, and uh, that's, what, that's, that's the playbook. That's the playbook. Spend us into oblivion. Do you, do you realize that we are right now $30 trillion in debt? Do you remember when we would say $10, million, $10 trillion? Oh, my God. You, you see how this is ballooned? And it happened during the Trump administration. I hold him responsible for that. But honestly, we're screwed. <laughs> I mean, we really are. The country is screwed. Uh, as long as this man and Democrats are in charge of both houses, we're screwed. And the only thing we can do is hope and pray that not too much damage is done by next year. Really. Oh, here is uh, the president uh, refusing to condemn Hamas for the terrorist attack in uh, Israel. Now, this is what's happening. Hamas is launching hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of missiles into Israel. And Israel is responding in kind and actually bigger because they have bigger, badder weapons. And AOC, by the way, is in, in, uh, in bed or in the, uh, the wheelhouse of uh, Hamas. And so are the other um, members of the squad. The squad. Here is the president yesterday. Sir, your thoughts on Israel? Talk about what conversations you have had with officials 
My uh, national security staff and defense staff has been in constant contact with their counterparts in the Middle East. Yeah, but you haven't called Benjamin Netanyahu. Not just with the Israelis, but also with uh, everyone from the Egyptians to the Saudis to the Emiratis, etc. And uh, I had a conversation with Bibi Netanyahu. Oh, you actually finally talked to Bibi Netanyahu. Not too long ago. I'll be putting out a statement very shortly on that. Um, my expectation and hope is that uh, uh, this will be uh, closing down sooner than later. But uh, Israel has a right to defend itself when you have thousands of rockets flying into your territory. But uh, I have oh my God, he said something that has common sense. A conversation for a while with with the uh, Prime Minister of Israel, and uh, I think that uh, my hope is that we'll see uh, this coming to conclusion sooner than later. Oh, there, there. He starts to trail off. After he speaks about 30 seconds, he gets all traily and kind of, you know. <laughs> Here's Ted Cruz yesterday on the uh, mask announcement from the CDC. And this is where it's going to get a little um, odd. Okay, I'm just going to say it. It gets very odd as far as masks are concerned. Here is Ted Cruz yesterday acknowledging the absurdity of the mask uh, deadline yesterday and the fact that it took so long. Well, my reaction to the CDC's announcement is it's about damn time that we should be following the science and not playing politics. And, and from the beginning of COVID, there's been far too much politics connected to it. Thank you. Look, when it comes to mask, I've never understood the extreme on either side. Yep. I've never been one of those people who said never wear a mask. I would wear a mask on an airplane when I went to a grocery store, particularly when the pandemic was raging. But once I got my vaccine, once other people were getting vaccinated, I stopped wearing masks. And, and, and I got to say, I think Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have been playing politics with COVID-19. And, and, and they've been playing politics by keeping schools shut down. The science is absolutely clear. Kids should be in school, in person today. The science is unequivocal on that. But they also were playing politics on masks, that it never made any sense nope. once you were vaccinated to wear a mask. And, and unfortunately, Biden and Harris and the administration kept saying, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, even if you're vaccinated. That discouraged a lot of people from getting the vaccine. So yes. I hope very soon that we look back on this entire COVID experience as a shameful, awful, awful political game. And I hope that some people are held accountable for it. People have had their lives ruined. People have become addicted. People have died. People have died. They committed suicide. Kids in school are are cuttings and uh, suicide attempts are up 300% in some areas. We wrecked our economy. We wrecked our economy. The government wrecked our economy. And by the way, did you know that Andrew Cuomo, he's going to keep mass, the mass mandate in New York. And uh, Gavin Newsom's going to keep the mass mandate in California. This can never happen again. This can never happen again. We have to look at this as a line in the sand that we cannot cross again. This can't happen. And China owes us a few trillion dollars. And China needs to be held accountable for it because they created it. And there's a new uh, letter that uh, was signed by a bunch of uh, virologists who say that, yeah, it probably came from the Wuhan lab. Well, duh. Well, duh. You think there's a reason why the WHO is coming up from China? They covered up from China from the get-go. They are in cahoots, cahoots. 
Here's uh, Anthony Fauci uh, saying, you know, the virus is not over. You still need to exercise caution. Here he is, the Keebler elf. No, Jake, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's essentially over. I think this is a very important step in the direction of trying to get back to some degree of normality, because this is something that everyone has had on their mind. You know, I'm vaccinated. When can I start doing things a little bit more in the normal trend? And being able to go around without a mask indoors as well as outdoors is really a big step in that direction. So I wouldn't want to declare victory prematurely, but I'm saying this is clearly a step in the direction that we want to go. Look at our lives today. You walk into a grocery store and everybody is wearing a freaking surgical mask for a virus that has a very, very, very low death rate. And many times people don't even have symptoms. Yes, people have died and we should protect the vulnerable. But look at what we've done. Look what they did to us. Look what they did to us. Look what these COVID dictators did to us. They, they shut down our churches and our restaurants. When is the last time you went to a movie theater? When is the last time you saw a band live? When is the last time you saw a kid's play? When is the last time you sat in the stands for your kid's football game or in the stands for your kid's basketball game? Dear God, we had a state just two weeks ago. A girl fell flat on her face because she was in track and she was running with a mask on. She fell flat on her face, could have busted out all of her teeth because the idiot coach and the idiot school district made her wear a mask when she was running around an oval track. And now we find out yesterday, you can't catch it outside. There's never been a case of somebody catching it outside in an open area. It's never happened. We have been played, 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 played. Guys, I've been saying this for years. I've had friends literally uh, unfriend me on Facebook. I've, I've lost a YouTube channel. I've lost now another Facebook page. They took me down yesterday. They got rid of all my admin ability on my Facebook page yesterday. No explanation whatsoever. It's just gone. It's just gone. If you disagree with the WHO, which is a bunch of lying, corrupt bureaucrats, you'll get booted off YouTube. You will. Here's a little bit more on Fauci. Fauci says you still got to get those kids vaccinated. What is your message to parents who are out there thinking, well, I'm vaccinated. My kids are not, but... The odds of them getting the virus are very low. Would you tell them, no, 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 the kids still need to wear a mask? Yeah, the, the children do when they're out there playing with their friends. And No, they don't. Your kid does not have to wear a mask when he's playing or she's playing outdoors. No. Uh, you know, in, in, particularly in an indoor situation. They Nonsense. Do. But, you know, one of the things that's also important that's happened most recently is the approval of vaccines uh, for children 12 to 15 years. I want to stick a needle in your kid. Old. And then we are also doing studies now in an age de-escalation from 12 to 9, 9 to 6, 6 to 2, and then 6 months to 2 years. There you go. So that we'll be able to wow. by the end of the year. Yeah, they want to vaccinate your baby too. Wow. Here is uh, Rochelle Walensky, the CDC director with Shep Smith yesterday. I don't know what network he's on. Some podunk little network that nobody watches. I think it's CNBC. Everybody in my work group is wearing a mask. Everyone. Why do we have to? We're all vaccinated. Why do we have to wear masks? So we have to look at the science with regard to. If you've been vaccinated and you wear a mask, you're a COVID idiot. Um, what, how the vaccine has worked in the real world setting. But isn't it true, doctor, vaccine... and forgive the interruption, but isn't it true that once you're masked, the science shows that if you're around others who are masked, you're okay. 
Once you're vaccinated, yes? Yeah, we're, that's um, yeah, what I meant. So we we're, want to, we're all vaccinated, yes. you know? It's like, what do I get for being vaccinated? Can I take this off? Right, so we were looking for science to ensure that the vaccine works just as well in the real world setting as it did in the, um, in the trials. We need to ensure that the vaccines are working against all of the circulating variants that we have here. Think about this. A year ago, Donald Trump got the military to uh, get two hospital ships uh, out of mothballs sent to L.A. and New York. They weren't used. They, uh, they took the convention center in New York City and they converted it into a hospital and it wasn't used. They made hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands, I should say, uh, ventilators. They weren't used. Honestly. <laughs> Think about all the things that we've been through. And, and, and I've been to the hospital. I, I used to go every, every uh, day I drive by the hospital near me and they never had a line in the emergency room for COVID. They never did. And by the way, I've spoken to hospital administrators and I've said, this is in the height of the pandemic. And I say, how are you handling the pandemic? And I had at least one person say, what pandemic? We've never been overrun. I said, how many people have you seen die? Two. Okay, so they tested positive for COVID. Yeah, they tested positive for COVID. One of them was already in hospice. And I still drive by that hospital and there's never been a line for COVID. And I drive by this big grocery store, maybe it's an out of business uh, uh, Best Buy, and they made it into a vaccination site. There's never anybody in the parking lot. There's never anybody in the parking lot. Here is uh, Rose, Rachel uh, Rochelle Lewin, uh, Walensky, I almost said Lewinsky, holy hell, uh, talking about kids needing to wear masks. Right. So it is very clear that in the context of the last 24 hours where we have a new vaccine now for 12 to 15 year olds and now this new guidance about being able to unmask if you're vaccinated, um, we do need to update our camp guidance. That is going to be among the first that we need to work towards updating. What I would say for the younger children, those who can't get vaccinated right now, is that we would still recommend we treat them as if they are unvaccinated and they, they should wear masks. No. No. My daughter goes to a school with 2,600 people, students, staff, faculty, 2,600 people. Nobody's died. In the worst pandemic in the history of mankind, the worst pandemic we've ever seen, nobody died in the entire school. Nobody at the Walmart that I go to uh, died. Nobody at the Home Depot, nobody at the Lowe's. At the car dealership that I used to work at, two people got COVID, tested positive for it. Both of them were asymptomatic. I shook hands, met without masks, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people for six months before they finally made us wear masks at work. And the place I work at, they, they built these plastic cages around the, the treadmills. And, and when women are on there, they look like Barbie dolls still in the package. <laughs> it's really funny. It's really, really, really funny. Wow. Oh, here's Allison Camerati yesterday. She got very emotional. She's on CNN, you know. She got emotional. I found myself welling up when when Dr. Walensky was talking and she said it's an, we have an exciting announcement. And I still find myself welling up even right now because, you know, you and I talked every morning, you know, during the past year about how many more Americans were going to die. You know, what was going to happen? Were we going to make it to the vaccines? Were we all going to survive? What was going to happen? And, you know, 580,000 Americans didn't make it to this day. Mm -hmm. And by the way, nobody died of flu last year. You, you knew that, right? Nobody died of flu last year. Normally it's 70,000 or so. 
Normally, they're you know up to seven hundred forty thousand hospitalizations for flu. It went away. Oh, no, they're saying it's because you wore a mask. Really? No, no, not at all. I believe, and this is my opinion, that flu was diagnosed as COVID. I have a friend whose father died in a nursing home. They said he died of COVID and he never got tested. Do you know why? Because the former CDC director said that states have a perverse incentive to test people positive for COVID and to put death certificates uh, COVID on them. We've heard stories around the country, people dying in a motorcycle accident, saying it was COVID. People got rich off of this. People got rich. Municipalities, uh, companies, hospitals got very rich diagnosing COVID. Do I believe 580,000 people died of COVID? This is my opinion. No. I do not. But I think that, uh, again, the perverse incentive, the monetary incentive. And I hope one day this is all exposed. I really do. Oh, here's, here's Joe and Mika. Joe and Mika, by the way, and it's really funny. They, <clears throat> they are on set uh, in different frames with different backgrounds, but they live in the same house. That's where they do the show is in their house. But they want to make it seem like, you know, they didn't just crawl out of bed and j- jump on the television in the same room. So here they are. They're going to go ahead and keep masking up, even though they're vaccinated. Right. Well, I- I'm so glad, Mickey, you talked about planes. Because- what happened to Joe Scarborough? What did you sell your soul for, buddy? As you know, I-, I-, I got a master's in broad generalities. Uh, but So let's be specific right. about this. If you're on airplanes, if you're on buses, if you're on public transportation, uh, wear the mask. You still are expected to yeah. wear the mask. And actually, for your own health, you should still wear the mask. I got to say, in the future. No, but- you shouldn't. Uh, I mean, I haven't gotten the flu in a year. Why, why am I going to start wearing a mask? Mask on, uh, stop wearing a mask on planes. That just right. makes good common sense. It's a good uh, idea. And, and let's bring in, let's <laughs> bring in Dr. Osterholm, who is. That's not, not common sense at all. It's the opposite of common sense. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, here's Bill de Blasio eating Shake Shack. You know, when you, you hate when, when people eat and they smack their lips and all that stuff, you know? It's just disgusting. Here he is eating Shake Shack in front of everybody. He's a despicable human being anyway, but he's even more despicable with the way he eats. Uh, promising Shake Shack to everybody for just getting the vaccine. Thank you so much, Randy. Thank you to the whole Shake Shack team. This is really going to help us out. And did you say free fries when you get vaccinated? Um, I got vaccinated. You're saying I could get this? You delicious fries? Wait a minute. You see what I mean? Dear God, really, man. But there's also a, a burger element to this. Let me, let me check with He Bill. makes me not want to eat cheeseburgers and fries. Meat heart. Is it too early in the day to eat a burger? No. This could be breakfast. Okay. I want you to look oh, there at this is swallowing. and think about, again, some people love hamburgers, some don't really want to respect all ways of life. But if this is appealing to you, just think of this. When this you is not appealing to me at all. It's, it's not appealing to anybody. Think of vaccination. Mmm. Vaccination. Mmm. What? <laughs> I'm getting a very good feeling. Oh, my Lord. He thinks your children. <laughs> he thinks your children. Oh, my Lord. Can we just have some adulting? Can we, can we just have some adulting? My wife has a shirt. It says, I don't, I don't feel like adulting today. You know, honestly, wow. This, <laughs> he made me not want to eat Shake Shack. Who does not want to eat Shake Shack? If you're even remotely hungry, sure. I don't want to eat Shake Shack now. Uh, just terrible. Oh, and here's Dr. Harvey Risch talking to uh, Steve Bannon about how vaccines really only work about half the time. Listen to this, kids. He's from Yale. 
uh, a vaccine that they think is going to free them up from from uh, all restrictions in the society is is not true because what they're really doing is getting a vaccine that only cuts the transmission by a half. And in fact, we even know this now because people, uh, clinicians have been telling me that more than half of the new COVID cases that they're seeing to treat are people who've been vaccinated. What? And what this means is that the vaccines are having breakthrough. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. Hit rewind. Just give me that again. Somewhat more than half. So they've estimated at 60 percent of the new cases that they are treating, new COVID cases, have been people who've been vaccinated. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. My goodness. My goodness. Uh, Yeah. Andrew Cuomo says that uh, New York will not follow CDC guidance. Cuomo said his team had received new guidelines and was reviewing them. By the way, uh, Cuomo was asked about sexual harassment yesterday, and he made this uh, this distinction. Listen to this. This is funny. I never said anything I believe is inappropriate. Harassment is not making someone feel uncomfortable. That is not harassment. Oh, let's hear that again. Harassment is not making someone feel uncomfortable. That is not harassment. If I just made you feel uncomfortable, that is not harassment. That's yeah. Right. And, and groping is actually a, a misplaced handshake. Yes, you know. So that, there you go. <laughs> oh man, that, that guy is still in office. That guy is still in office. Can you believe it? Do you know why? Because we're being distracted by all this other junk, all this other BS. All right, let's move on to some other things. You know, on the East Coast, it's in, in Washington, D.C., where I used to live, 87%, 87% of the gas stations have no gas. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Unbelievable. Gas prices through the ceiling. Here's CBS uh, talking about what happened with Colonial Pipeline. Multiple sources tell CBS News that Colonial Pipeline paid a multi-million dollar ransom to the hackers who crippled its network, leaving many gas pumps dry in the southeast. The pipeline, which stretches from Texas to New Jersey, is back online, but it will take several more days to return to normal. And, of course, this will completely sate the uh, the hackers, and they will never do this again. No, actually, they've just been emboldened. And they, uh, they I believe they wanted $6 million, $6 million, and so they went ahead and paid the ransom. You know, instead of doing woke ads for the CIA, how about the CIA go uh, find the people who did this and blow them up? How about the FBI, rather than pursuing people like uh, Rudy Giuliani? Why didn't the FBI, why don't you go ahead and do your job, Federal Bureau of Investigations, find the people who did this and blow them up? The President of the United States, he's, he knows it came from Russia. He just doesn't believe the Russian government was involved. Really? <laughs> really? Did you know that the, those hackers never attack Russia? <laughs> they never attack Russia. No, 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 no. Not even any uh, former East Bloc countries. Don't even touch them. You think Russia's not involved? <laughs> You're crazy. Oh, somebody decided to uh, do a little price gouging in Richmond yesterday. Here's a report. Well, Candace, we know that experts are telling us that the price of gas will and is expected to continue to rise over the coming days. But if you're seeing a large spike in the matter of hours or even minutes, then you should definitely look for another place to fill up. Letha Kearney. It was a lot of people and no one looked at the price. Took a hit to the wallet. I had a half a tank of gas. 
So when it got to $25, I started looking to see what was going on. And after I got to $30, I was like, oh my God. When she unassumingly pulled up to a Richmond BP gas station on Williamsburg Road Tuesday. I spent $35.45 uh, to fill up my tank, six gallons of gas for $35. That's wow. absolutely ridiculous. Wow. She says it's double what she typically spent. Usually it's under $3. This BP service station has always been the cheapest. And I didn't even look at the price before I started pumping. Cha-Cha lives just blocks away from the station and says she watched as the price climbed higher and higher. So then I drove up the road to get gas at a $2.99 gas station, which is a mile away. Came back through here. It's 599. Even in the span of our 15-minute interview. And now it's 659. And within a few minutes, wow. that 659 was up to 699. You can't do that to people. After CBS 6 spoke with a store official about the prices, the sign was turned off and a store official said they were completely out of gas. This all happening hours after Governor Northam declared a state of emergency following the Colonial Pipeline ransomware cyber. Wow, 6.99 a gallon. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Here is Ted Cruz uh, talking about the gas shortage. There is no doubt that there are real threats to our critical infrastructure and cyber attacks from Russia, from China, from Iran, from North Korea, from other bad actors are a big part of it. And we need to do much more to secure our infrastructure. But I'll tell you, the connection to the Green New Deal it is the vision of Biden and AO is a vision that on day one in the White House, Joe Biden shut down the Keystone Pipeline. They're doing everything they can to shut down oil and gas production in the United States. Guys, they want to see European gas prices. They want to see 10 bucks a gallon. They make no bones about it. They want $10 a gallon gas minimum. And, and we're getting a, a, a foreshadowing of what the world of the Green New Deal is like. Shutting down one pipeline, suddenly people can't get gas to put in their cars to go to work. That's just one pipeline. And this is the, the world that, that that Biden and Pelosi are, are, are trying to force on this country. It, it yeah, there you go. That's exactly what they want. Now, you may recall the last time Barack Obama was president, when he was president, uh, we got gas uh, $5 a gallon. I, I remember filling up in Washington, D.C., about $5 a gallon. I actually had to trade a car because the car only got like 16, 18 miles per gallon, and it was, it was costing me $25 to drive to work every day. 25 bucks to drive to work every day. Unbelievable. Of course, inflation is up. I don't know if you knew that. Price of bread, price of gas. Price of gas is up 50% this year. And since Joe Biden took office, the price of gas has gone up 50%. And Jen Psaki says that's good. Over the last couple of days, to your point, um, some reaction to the CPI numbers uh, that came out just yesterday. And, you know, our view on that is it reflects the reality of an economy that's rapidly turning uh, back on uh, because of a successful economic strategy. And if you dig into the data... No, it's not a successful economic strategy when you come from zero. If you just open businesses, if you just tell your COVID, COVID dictators around the country to open up businesses... People will hire and the economy will do better. So it's not a successful strategy whatsoever. Nothing you've done has been successful thus far. Nothing has been successful. Raising taxes does not spur the economy. Oh, Liz Cheney was on the Today Show after being booted from her leadership position. Let's hear what Lizzie said. 
you the leader of the opposition in exile right now in the Republican Party? <laughs> I, I intend to be the leader, uh, one of the leaders, in, in a fight to help to restore our party. Yeah, well, you're irrelevant, so uh, really you can fight all you want. I mean, it's, it's like declaring yourself the leader of something that nobody wants you to lead. <laughs> you know? I just, it's, it's uh, the, the hubris. The hubris is amazing. Hey, let's talk about some uh, great guests and some great topics on Newsmax. Newsmax is just kicking butt. They're getting the biggest names, the best commentary. We've got new shows, and it, it's amazing. Ken Cuccinelli was on talking to uh, Rob Schmidt about the uh, southern border and another failure by the Biden administration. Those numbers... Or for any responsible secretary should be burned into his brain. You should know how many came across. Secretary, um, HSX Secretary Mayorkas was grilled yesterday on Capitol Hill. In the last month, how many you deported, especially the immediate turnarounds, many of which are done under the public health order, Title 42, which is declining in its utility under this administration because they simply refuse to return people back over the border. We had significant numbers coming over uh, at the end of the Trump administration, but 85 to 90 percent of them were returned across the southern border in under two hours, mm. which is a logistical accomplishment of monumental proportions. And this administration threw it away. They cast it aside. And now they've got a, a with literally an invasion on the southern border that they have invited and are facilitating. They're spending taxpayer dollars to move these folks farther. Into and I believe that is impeachable. The country, instead of, say, flying them home or busing them home, it's absurd. And all while the supposed borders are, the vice president, is nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Here, Ken Cuccinelli is talking to Rob Schmidt about the fact that Kamala Harris has not visited the border yet. She does, however, to be fair, plan to fly over the southern border on her way to South America in June. What do you think these people are thinking? Well, they're they're going to talk about getting at root causes, just as Mayorkas testified to today. Yeah. You know, he mentioned his three priorities on the border, and interestingly, not among that list of three priorities was enforcing the law. And so uh, Vice President Harris is going to go to Central America and they're going to talk about root causes, something that every administration, Republican and Democrat, has helped Central America deal with since the 1980s to get them out of the Civil War, to get them to stable nationhood and to help move their economy along. And to stop sucking. How about that, Central American countries? How about stop sucking? It's something we've all worked on, but that is a distraction. Yeah. They talk about it as a distraction because it's business as usual for the U.S. government. They're distracting from the crisis that they have created, the Biden effect, on the southern border. That's the value of that issue to this administration. Mm -hmm. And it's policy. I've said from the get-go, the reason why they're coming is policy. It was policy during the Obama administration. It's policy once again. Yeah, yeah. Eric Bowling sat in for Grant Stinchfield yesterday and talked to Devin Nunez about the uh, the pipeline hack. Here it is. What are your thoughts on what you heard today? Well, look, people are going out all over or on the East Coast. They can't find gas. So the bottom line is, I think you said it right in your opening there, that they don't like pipelines. They don't believe in pipelines. So this is a major problem because we're, we already are seeing what's happening across the country uh, with this shortage. So... Uh, 
they're very weak on Russia. They've always been weak on Russia. That goes back to the Obama administration. People always, you know, the, the mainstream media has put out this crazy narrative out there, conspiracy theory, that somehow it was Republicans who were weak on Russia. The truth is, you now see who's weak on Russia because the Russians, either they had something to do with this or at the bottom line, they could have easily stopped this and they're not. And they're not going to stop it because, and it shows how vulnerable we really are to cyber attacks today. Uh Now, and I've said this before, there is no reason why Russia would collude with Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a hawk with regard to defense and our economy. And the last thing Russia wanted was Donald Trump in office. So the entire Russian collusion thing was a joke. They would have much rather had Hillary Clinton in office. It just makes sense. Common sense. Remember that? Common sense used to be common, but it takes, uh, you know, somebody who's uh, still got a little bit of it to actually say the truth about things like this. Here is Eric Boland talking to uh, Devin Nunez about the hack and how the president knows for some odd reason that Russia was not involved in it. We do not believe, I emphasize, we do not believe the Russian government was involved in this attack. But we do have strong reason to believe that the criminals who did the attack are living in Russia. That's where it came from. We're from Russia. Congressman, <laughs> well, how do you know? If you know they're in Russia, how do you know the Russian government isn't backing these people or actually the ones perpetrating this crime against America? And look, if this was if this happened during the Trump administration, it would be all over all the major networks that Donald Trump is refusing and Republicans are refusing to do anything about Putin because, you know, they're in bed with the Russians. You could just imagine the the nonsense that we would be hearing today. But instead, the media is giving them a pass. And look, these are these are unacceptable answers from the president of the United States. What he ought to be saying is, is look, Russia, either you do something about it or we will. So, and this is one of the problems because you have the Department of Justice who is now filled with a bunch of political operatives. Mm-hmm. We have the military that's now worried about all these culture wars and that everybody's a racist. So you have the DOJ, FBI, the intelligence agencies who are targeting the, the number one supposed threat that we have is domestic terrorism. <laughs> it's white nationalists. It's anybody who's a Republican or a conservative. So they've been spending their time and spending their wills. The Russians know this, the Chinese know this, and God only knows what what they're preparing to do to us in this country with cyber yeah, attack. Y'all about getting about tired of this stuff? Y'all getting real tired of this? Because I'm getting real tired of it. I'm just getting really, really, really tired of it. Unbelievable. Uh, Greg Kelly talked to uh, Jim Jordan, actually. He grilled a former AG on the uh, Capitol about vote, uh, well, the 2020 election, which many people, in fact, 70% of Republicans believe was um, was a sham. And does the Constitution allow members to object to the Electoral College results on January 6th after a presidential election? My understanding is that it does. It does, right. Is it okay for Jim McGovern, the Democrat member of Congress, to object to Alabama on January 6, 2017? Is that all right? He's allowed to do that, right? I think think if members are adhering to their constitutional rights and roles and responsibilities, you know, that's, again, a question for all, all the folks in Congress. Congressman Jordan, you were terrific, and he joins us once again. Uh, great to have you back. Uh, he, he waffled a little bit there on the second response, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But, I mean, look, this, this double standard, you know, we, we saw it all through COVID. You know, Gavin Newsom could go to the fancy restaurant, but we're not supposed to have Thanksgiving with our family. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi can go into the salon without her mask when we couldn't. 
and and Democrats now want us to believe that oh they can object. They can object to Alabama on January 6, 2017, but I'm not allowed to object to Pennsylvania where they changed their law in an unconstitutional fashion in the run-up to the election last year. Um, Americans are tired of it, and I just want to make sure that my Democrat colleagues were reminded of how things are supposed to work. By the way, Hillary Clinton still believes that the 2016 election was stolen, okay? But isn't it amazing how quickly we were shot down uh, called crazy, called this, called that, called liars, called whatever, if we question the fact that all the major battleground states stopped voting simultaneously. One in Atlanta, uh, where they said that a pipe had burst, there was a water main break, none of that happened. And then they shut down the voting, herded all of the, the press out, and then the next morning they got ballots sometimes 97% for Joe Biden. Uh, so come on. Sometimes the answer is right there in front of your face. And I'm really honestly being tired of uh, told, told that I'm crazy for thinking when the answer is right there, when there is a dearth of evidence, when there are 2,000 people who actually did sworn affidavits saying they saw irregularities, when people who were supposed to be watching the polls had actually been blocked from polling locations where windows had been covered up. I mean, come on, guys. The answer is right there. But we can have concerns about the election, and that should not be you know, dangerous talk. That's not hate speech if you're worried about the fairness, if you're worried about the constitutionality of what happened in Pennsylvania. No, of course it's not. And look, lots of Democrats have concerns about and, and, and concerns about the confidence going forward in our At least election, one of them. election process and, and the integrity of that process. And never forget what happened. And, and those concerns, I think, are instinctively there. I always, I always point out that, you know, Joe Biden would do an event. He'd get like five people to show up, couldn't even fill up all the circles they had painted on the ground. President Trump would get 50,000 people. President Trump increases vote with African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, got 11 million more votes, won 19 of 20 bellwether counties, won Ohio by eight, Iowa by eight, Florida by three, but somehow he lost to the guy who barely left his house. So that all may have happened, Greg, and you and I accept that the fact that he's the president, we, we get all that. But it makes you wonder, particularly when we had unprecedented number of mail-in ballots, when we had states in an unconstitutional fashion go around their legislature and change their election law. So all we're saying is, why won't we check it out? Why is the mainstream media and all the Democrats so reluctant to just invest? Why are they trying to stop what's happening in Arizona, just an, an audit of Maricopa County's results? That's the concern. Let's just check it out and figure it out so we have confidence going forward in our election process. I think we all know the answer. We know what all the the, uh, the evidence adds up to. We do, you know, and you know why? Because we're not stupid. Okay, uh, we know that the uh, the Wuhan virus came from Wuhan, and the Chinese government is responsible for it. Okay, we know these things, and and I get tired of being told the contrary. I get tired of being shut down, like I was on Facebook yesterday. I'm just done with it. You realize Mike Lindell has lost $60 million because he said that there were irregularities in the election. Stores stopped carrying his products. Can you believe this? By the way, Stanford University microbiologist uh, David Relman and the University of Washington virologist Jesse Bloom have organized a letter saying they cannot rule out Wuhan lab escape. And to what I would say is, man, you've got a lot of degrees for a no-duh uh, conclusion. <laughs> you know, no-duh. Here's a little bit more with uh, Jim Jordan on Greg Kelly's show. Tell us a little bit more about the person you were questioning. That's the former acting attorney general, Rosen, yeah. correct? And uh, he did seem rather evasive and didn't really want to be there. 
Uh, characterize his presence and his role in all of this. Well, I mean, look, he was only the acting attorney general for one month, uh, and he happened to be there when when this uh, the tragedy of January 6 uh, unfolded. So uh, he, he's he's prosecuting people who did wrong, as we all said that that should happen. Again, this is another example, though, Greg, of the hypocrisy of the Democrats and the inconsistency of the Democrats. Republicans have been consistent. We condemn the violence that took place on January 6. But we also condemned it all last summer, what took place in so many major cities, particularly the city of Portland, which has now basically been under siege for almost a full year. But Democrats, of course, didn't condemn it, didn't condemn it and won't condemn it, and in fact, raise money to bail people out of jail who were engaged in the rioting and the looting and all the violence of last summer. So. Yeah. Um, that we try to make that point clear as well. My attitude is whenever they bring up January 6, 2021, I just think it's important to remind them of January 6, 2017, when they objected to Alabama, a state that President Trump won by 30 points. Maxine Waters actually objected to Wyoming, I think maybe the one state that President Trump won by more than he won Alabama. Huh. They objected to that state as well. There you go. And that's going to do it for the show today, guys. I greatly appreciate you joining me. It is a uh, the eighth week of the Newsmax Daily. And, uh, you know, I uh, I like to include humor in the show, but sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's just we're in a serious situation in our country right now. We are battling for the soul of our country. You've got kids being taught the 1619 Project in school, black kids being told they can't achieve anything in this country because it's a racist country and white kids are evil just for being white. And then you've got what Washington, D.C. is all about. And Washington, D.C., if you look at the grievances the founding fathers had when they created this nation, I believe they pale by comparison to the incredible corruption that is going on in Washington, D.C. And I got to tell you, I'm just, I think you're done with it. I think I'm done with it. And uh, all I can say is vote, be vocal, and just don't take any, uh, any crap. <laughs> just don't. Just don't. And don't wear a mask outside. Even if you're, you know, whatever. I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to say anymore. Uh, which is oddly enough, uh, very difficult for me to do, to not say anymore. Thank you for joining me, guys. If you get a chance to check out my show this weekend on Newsmax, it's called Rob Carson's What in the World. It runs at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, p.m. tomorrow evening, and then on Sunday at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you get to see it twice. And then also all sorts of great programming all day on Newsmax. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com. And, and by the way, if you also need to um, check out, you know, where you can listen to this show, just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. I will ask one favor of you before I go, and that is, if you would, please uh, say a prayer for my mother. Her name is Bonnie, and she is in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, in a hospice right now. And she's the reason I am who I am. And uh, uh, she is loved. So I'd appreciate it, guys. Have a glorious weekend, and I will see you Monday. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.